Hello, and welcome back to Situational Social Security, where we review situations that are unique to clients and learn about how advisors are using social security knowledge in their practice. My name is Mark Kiner, a 35-year CPA and co-founder of the National Social Security Advisor Certificate Program. And I'm here with the social security guru, Jim Blair. As you know, Jim worked for the Social Security Administration for 35, and should I throw in agonizing years or just 35 years? Uh, it could have been agonizing at, a, a, at certain points, but uh, 35 glorious years I worked there. And Jim, when you were when you were meeting with with folks taking their application, how many applications could you take in a day? It really varied, but some days you took a few because we did mostly at that time walk-ins. But there were days that I would take as many as 14 or 15 throughout the day. Okay. Those would have been retirement. You throw a couple of disability claims in there, they take up more time. So uh, that's really going to cut down on your numbers. How many? Uh, how long would it take you to do a, a disability claim? Disability claim was usually... A, I'd say on average about an hour and a half. Okay, and a retirement claim? You could do that in half hour probably on average. Okay. Jim, do you have any news to share with our listeners about the opening up at all of the Social Security offices? They've been closed since March 17th. Any news there at all? I was talking to a supervisor at one of the offices not too far from where we are at uh, just on Sunday and he was telling me that they're going to be closed at least through the end of the year. He doesn't know what they're going to do after that. There's no plans. Even though he's in management, they're not sharing anything with him on on what's coming up. And it's probably because they haven't made a decision yet. But uh, at least through the end of 2020, they're going to be closed to the public. Did I read something recently, Jim, that they may ask more of their personnel to go to work from the local office? There are a few workloads that require a face-to-face interview, and they're looking to have people uh, be able to go to the office to do that. Now, how many people they're going to have, the the Social Security Administration does, the employees do, are unionized. They'll have to work that out with the union, how they're going to do that. But they are going to try to do some workloads, not much, and it'll be by appointment only. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there'll be some in-office visits. Will that help people that were able to request and, and receive six months retroactive uh, benefits? I don't know because they still don't know about that one. You know, they, they say they're not paying the payments yet for the retro months until all this is resolved. Well, that might be next year. So some people may have gone a whole almost a whole year with money due them just waiting for Social Security to kind of get their act together. And that just doesn't seem fair at all. It's not yeah. because they're receiving a lower benefit because they elected yeah. six months in the past. That's right. And uh, they're going to have to wait to get that. So it's it's not fair. But, you know, it's federal government. Fair doesn't come into play. Jim, today let's talk about divorce, folks. But before we get into it, a reminder for any new listeners out there, that we educate advisors around the country about Social Security through our eight-hour National Social Security Advisor Certificate Program. If you take our class, you will receive two years of the gold standard of support from us, 
and very shiny pin to wear uh, to all of your family gatherings. <laughs> to learn more about our program, please visit our website, which is premiernssa.com. Let me say it again, premiernancysamsamapple.com. We meet with lots of divorce uh, people uh, every, every year. We do about 10 to 15 consultations per month, and many of them are divorced couples. So, Jim, the first one is Amanda. You met with Amanda about two years ago. Amanda was recently divorced and was only eligible to collect off of her ex-husband. Amanda wondered how to obtain information on her ex-husband's Social Security benefits. So what would she need to do? And that one's a little more difficult now that the offices are closed. But she has to prove that she was married to her ex-spouse for 10 years or more. Social Security is going to have to see their divorce decree. If the divorce decree shows their date of marriage on it, and a lot of them do, then that's all she needs. If it doesn't, she'll have to also provide her marriage certificate. Now, what we used to tell people, and we will eventually in the future, go into the Social Security office, take those documents. They won't keep them. They just need to see them. They'll hand them back to you. And then they will tell you how much your benefit would be. And by law, they have to give that to you. The offices are not open currently, so that means you'll need to mail those in. But who do you mail it to? What Amanda would have to do is call the Social Security 800 number, 800-772-1213, and tell them what she wants. And they will refer that to her local office. Then someone from the local office will call her. Now she has a contact. And then she can mail those forms to that person. They'll review it, mail them back. Give her a call and give her the information. So you need to provide your divorce decree. And if the divorce decree does not have the date of marriage, you also have to provide the marriage certificate. Correct. And then they'll give you the uh, the amount of benefit you'd be eligible for off of an ex-spouse. That is correct. Will they tell Amanda anything about their ex-spouse, like where, where, where the ex-spouse is living, what his or her earnings might be? No, they will give them no information about the ex-spouse. Flip side of that coin... They're not going to tell the ex-spouse about you either. Uh, so uh, your information is private. The ex's information is private. And they will only tell you what you are eligible for and benefits yourself. Because when I take phone calls and everybody who calls in the office uh, relating to a consultation, I talk to them first. And if it's an ex-spouse, that's exactly what I tell them. Now they have to call the Social Security office up at 800 800- Seven seven two one two one three, and they will need to provide their divorce decree and maybe a marriage certificate before they'll tell you what you're eligible for off of your ex-spouse. So I tell all of our clients that. Yeah, one of the interesting questions that we get, what is my benefit based off of? Is it just my ex's earnings while we were married? Is it their whole lifetime? And it's over their whole lifetime. So even if you just squeaked by and we're married to that individual for 10 years, maybe from age 20 to age 30, you got those years in. Now uh, you're age 62, your ex is 62, and you're looking to see how much your benefit's going to be. It's based on their whole working career. Uh, So it's not just the period of time you were married. It's whatever their PIA, primary insurance amount is, and that is based off of someone's highest 35 years of earnings even if you weren't married to them for that period of time. Could you imagine, Jim, if it was based on the earnings 
for the period you were married to somebody, that would be a tough calculation to make. That it would. And probably not fair either. Because just your luck. You you live with somebody and during that time they're unemployed. And then they get a job making two hundred thousand dollars a year. And now they get almost the maximum in benefit. But fortunately, Jim, that's not the case. And the other side of that is it won't hurt their benefit anyway. So it doesn't hurt them or their current spouse or any children that are receiving off of their work record. You drawing off of them has no effect on anybody else's benefit. Jim, let's talk about Alex. Alex came in. He was divorced three years ago. ago. He learned that his ex-wife was collecting off of his record while her benefits accrued for delayed retirement credits. He wondered if he could also file, this is what we call a, a restricted application. So he wondered if he could also file a restricted application to obtain a spousal benefit while his benefits grow and earn those, and earn those delayed retirement credits. And as long as he was born by January 1st of 1954 or sooner, then he could do that. She's drawing off of his work record. He could draw off of her work record, and each of them earn their delayed retirement credits. Because they've been divorced for more than two years, they're what we call an independently entitled divorced spouse. And so the other doesn't have to apply for benefits for them to receive off of their work record. Uh, So in this case, he could go ahead and file off of her work record as long as he meets that date of birth requirement. So, Jim, basically what you're saying is, you have an ex-wife and an ex-husband. They were married for over for over 10 years, divorced for two years or longer, and both born by 1-1-54. They can file restricted applications to claim spousal benefits off the other while their benefits grow and earn those delayed retirement credits. That's a nice strategy to have in your Social Security toolbox. But does that strategy work, Jim, for a married couple who is currently married together? Uh, that would not work for them. Uh, to be able to draw a spousal benefit off of your spouse, they have to have filed an application and they are receiving a Social Security benefit. But does work for an ex-spouse, it two does. ex-spouses. It does work for the exes. Okay, Jim, let's talk about Chloe. Chloe was married three times for 10 years each. She has been collecting off of ex-spouse number one. Now she learned that ex-spouse number two just turned age 62 and was told that she might be eligible to collect off of his work record also. Chloe wondered if this is possible. So, Jim, is it? If ex-spouse number two was a higher earner than ex-spouse number one, she could drop the benefits from ex-spouse one and move over to ex-spouse number two. Uh, because they were married for 10 years, they've been divorced for more than two years, it doesn't matter whether he applies or not. He just has to be 62 as well, which we know that he is. So she could file on his record if it'll get her more benefits. So as Chloe's ex-husband's turn age 62, she can switch the benefits off of the, off of the husband that ex-husband that just turned age 62 as long as the benefit off that person would be higher than the initial benefit she was receiving off of uh, ex-spouse number one. So, Jim, maybe Betty has three ex-spouses. Maybe, Jim, I've got three ex-spouses. They're Betty, Amber, and Chloe. Amber turned 62 first. I collect off of Amber because my benefit off Amber is higher than my own benefit. Uh, uh, 
No, that's Betty. Betty turned 62 first. I've got to keep them in order, Jim. Uh, two years later, uh, Amber turned 62. My benefit off Amber would be higher. I think I could switch the benefits off of her work record. And Jim, two years later, Chloe turned 62. My benefit off Chloe is higher, so I can switch the benefits off of her work record. But yet, Jim, if when I be begin my been begin any benefits, and all of my three ex-spouses have already turned age 62, then I deemed filing indicates that I need to take any benefit that's, that I'm eligible for. So basically, I'll take the highest of all three. I just can't pick and choose at that point. Is that correct? That is correct. When you apply, you're applying for the highest benefit that you can receive. If you're eligible on your own, and that's the higher benefit, you'll receive on your own. If you're eligible off of ex-spouse B, uh, even though you were you had you were looking at a ex-spouse A and B, if B was a higher earner, you'd have to go with ex-spouse B. In your original scenario, they all were uh, reaching age 62 at different points, and so when you applied under the, your first ex-wife's record, uh, the other two weren't 62 yet, so you weren't required to file all, off of their record. I can see why you have three ex-wives since you can't remember who you were married to when and, and all their ages. So uh, we could understand that. But so, so, Jim, how many ex-spouses can you have to draw off of? Depends on uh, mother nature. How many 10-year marriages can you squeeze into your lifetime? You always say the first marriage is generally going to last at least 10 years, but the other ones probably not. Well, my, that was my experience. Yeah. If someone had multiple marriages... The first one probably was 10 years or more. The second one or the third one, maybe a couple of years each. And then finally, they might sink into the the fourth one, and that one could last more than 10 years. So it uh, seems like when people are on the rebound, maybe they don't make the best decisions. Well, Not Jim, always true. but I need to con congratulate you, Jim. You've been married for 50 years. That's 5-0. So basically, you can only collect off of one, well, well, she's not an ex-spouse. So <laughs> you can only, in your case, Jim, you'd only have the opportunity to collect off of one ex-spouse if that ever happened. Because I doubt very much you'd be married to somebody else for 10 more years. Uh, that's not going to happen. I, I can guarantee you. I'm not saying I won't be an ex-spouse, but <laughs> yeah. uh, there would be no future marriages yeah. in my life. I mean, who would put up with me? Yeah, good point. Hey, Jim, let's talk about Cindy. Cindy is age 65. She's eligible for her own benefits. She wants to file a restricted application to claim a spousal benefit off of her ex-spouse, allowing her own benefits to grow and earn those delayed retirement credits. Her neighbor, Harold, said that this strategy was available. Cindy was born in March of 1954. So, Jim, can Cindy file that restricted application to claim only a spousal benefit while she's allowing her benefits to grow for the delayed retirement credits? She cannot file the restricted application. To be eligible for that, you have to have been born by January 1st of 1954. She didn't miss it by much, but she missed it. And therefore, the restricted application is not a strategy that she can take advantage of. The moral of the story is this. Never listen to Harold. Harold is with us in our eight-hour class all day long. He's a party animal and does not give the best advice. So anyway, so in this case here, since she was born in March of 1954, that restricted application is not available to her at all. 
So if she were to file for benefits, she'd have to take her own. And if she's eligible for something off of her ex-spouse, we call that the spousal boost, she'd get that at the same time. But pure and simple, the restricted application is off the table for her. Correct. Next one, Jim. Betty is age 65, been divorced for 18 months, wants to collect off of her ex-husband. Her ex-husband wants to wait to age 70 to maximize benefits to his current wife. So here, Jim, we have an ex we have an ex-spouse who's married, and he wants to wait to age 70 to maximize the, the, the widow benefit to his current spouse. So what are Betty's options? Betty has to wait another six months. You have to be divorced for two years or more before you become that independently entitled divorced spouse, which means it doesn't matter if your ex has applied for benefits or not. If you're uh, in that two-year period while you're waiting, like Betty is, for her to draw off of her ex, he has to go ahead and be receiving benefits himself. But in six months, that changes, and then she could go ahead and apply. Got it. So basically, it's that two-year rule. Been uh, divorced for less than two years, then your ex-spouse must be collecting a benefit for you to collect off of that person. Divorced for two years or longer, Jim, that requirement goes away. That is true. Which is nice. Okay, that ends our discussion on divorced spouses. Thank you all for joining us today. As you may be able to tell, we really love talking Social Security, the biggest, best annuity that we just happen to be signed up for already. As a reminder, if you're interested in learning more about Social Security, our course covers everything from A to Z, and you will receive the gold standard of support from Jim and I. And if you're interested in coming onto the show, go ahead and send us a message in the contact page at our site, PremierNSSA.com. That's PremierNancySamSamApple.com. If you like the show, would you do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app? We would greatly appreciate it as it will help others find our show. As a reminder... None of the information we have provided is financial advice. We have not considered your retirement situation. Please consult with your financial advisor before making any decisions.